It's the Power Hour LSU podcast. Let's go! So, I want to start today's episode off with a question. Who was LSU's last first round offensive line selection in the NFL draft? And the answer will shock you. And then at the end of the episode, I'm even going to give you an extra nugget surrounding the position group that we're not even talking about today. So welcome back. It is a PHL podcast. My name is Carter and you're thinking of the answer. You're thinking of the answer. And the answer is actually a player that has already played his entire career and has already gotten a gold jacket in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And that was Alan Fanica all the way back in 1998. Okay, so can Brian Kelly actually reverse that trend? Maybe. Okay, now, while Alan Fanica was the first round selection, I'm going to give you a really shocking stat. And this actually blew my mind because Brian Kelly does have this reputation as this amazing offensive line developer. But did you know since 2010, LSU has had more offensive line selections than Notre Dame? right? LSU's had 12. Notre Dame had 11. Now, what's really interesting, though, is if you dive a little bit deeper into these numbers, they actually tell a different story. Now, you know, we always hear this term in life about quality versus quantity and so on and so on and so on. And I am a believer in quality when it comes to actually looking at NFL draft selections. I want to know how many in the first couple of round selections do you have? Because towards the end of the draft, there's a lot of people out there that say, well, you know, it's kind of better for you to just be an undrafted free agent instead of getting selected in the seventh round because you have more autonomy and you get to choose where you want to play. So we can get into a discussion about that. But the truth is, what really moves a needle are draft picks that happen early in the NFL draft, right? And for me, when LSU, which is honestly, if you really think about it, And this kind of ties in with our last episode on recruiting brands. LSU has a brand at almost every position, right? LSU, defensive back university, that speaks for itself. Heck, they had a defensive back last year selected in the first three picks who's not even really played the last two seasons. That's how big the brand actually is. And then you go to linebacker where you can argue LSU has the best collection of linebackers in the NFL right now. Uh, Defensive line, not as strong as we probably think of that position, but it's still really, really, really good with tons of first-round picks. Now, a lot of them haven't really panned out, but still lots of just really good defensive linemen have been selected uh, from LSU in the NFL draft. You move to the other side of the football, running back, Lombardi Linney, Jeremy Hill, so on and so on. Then, obviously, quarterback Joe Burrow, Jamarcus Russell, two number one overall picks. Matt Flynn in the seventh round. Got, you can argue he overachieved more than any LSU draft pick with the success he had in the league. And, um, you know, you, you just continue at all the positions. Wide receiver is where LSU's probably the best that's probably their best brand right now not only in the NFL but just right now in college and right now on the current team but really offensive line even though there have been 12 
players selected in the NFL draft, when you actually compare it to what Brian Kelly's done with his offensive line selections, yes, in terms of sheer numbers, LSU's had more, but Brian Kelly has actually done something pretty incredible. So, of the 11 Notre Dame draftees on the offensive line since 2010, in the first two rounds, LSU, or excuse me, Notre Dame, has had seven picks. So think about that. Seven of their 11 offensive linemen that have been selected have been high-quality draft picks, right? LSU's only had one during that same time period. One. And just recently, a second with that Ingram, and it was Ethan Posick and Ed Ingram. So two, excuse me, two. And during that same period, as we just mentioned with Alan Fanica, LSU has had zero first-round draft picks since 2010. Notre Dame has had four. Four. So as you could see, in terms of sheer numbers, Notre Dame is beaten by LSU in terms of draft picks. But first-round picks, it's not even close. And when you look at some of the LSU offensive linemen that have been selected, a lot were the sixth and seventh round types of players. And to make it even more alarming is how many of these guys do you believe would have been selected had it not been for Joe Burrow, right? All five of the offensive linemen that played on the 2019 LSU Tigers team were selected, as were a few of their backups, including Ed Ingram and Jason Hines a few years later. And yes, those players were really, really, really good, but outside of Ingram and Deculus, none of them were really elite, elite prospects coming out of high school. So you can argue, which has been proven at the NFL level, and you can even say so at the college level, the quarterback has a big influence on how you evaluate offensive line play. And I truly do believe Joe Burrow elevated not only that offensive line, but a lot of people that ended up getting selected in the NFL draft. So, you know, I'm not saying that those offensive linemen didn't deserve where they were selected, but it is important to note that Notre Dame hasn't really had a quarterback that has elevated the offensive line. In fact, I would argue the opposite, right? Any quarterback's going to look good behind a Zach Martin and Mike McGlinchey and Quentin Nelson blocking in front of you. When you have that level of talent on the offensive line, anybody is going to look good. So, for me, I, I truly do believe Brian Kelly is filling the one massive brand need that LSU needs to get fixed, which is their offensive line. They have Brad Davis coming into year two here, big year for him. Obviously, the Sam Pittman disciple from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And now you have an offensive coordinator, Mike Dembrock, who used to be an offensive line coach. And now you have Brian Kelly, who not only has been a big-time offensive line developer, he also has a massive, massive reputation for getting his offensive alignment selected earlier in the NFL draft. And it is especially alarming when you look at the Georgias, when you look at the Alabamas, where they have a lot of offensive linemen that get selected in the first round. Evan Neal, Andrew Thomas, and a lot of these guys are often in the upper echelon of the first round as well. So, 
It matters, and Brian Kelly is changing that narrative. And to go even one step further, if you look at just transfer portal data, we talk so much about the transfer portal, and we even brought it up in our last recruiting episode. Well, according to a study by J. Bud Davis, offensive linemen transfer the least amongst any of the positions on the offensive side of the football. So it is very important to not only recruit offensive linemen, but to develop them as well, because it's harder to find replacement level players in the transfer portal. And that makes a lot of sense. So this is very important that Brian Kelly comes to LSU during this time, right? And obviously, as far as specific offensive linemen are concerned, BK is getting some pretty good fortune here that LSU has had some of their best offensive line prospects in quite some time come out of the state of Louisiana. Obviously, Emory Jones, who is my highest rated, um, along with Will Campbell, who I am also really high on. Both of them will play a lot this year, and Will Campbell will obviously start. Then you got Tyree Adams and, of course, Zalance Hurd. Hopefully, he commits to LSU as well. But, you know, one of the biggest challenges is going to be getting the DJ Chesters out of Georgia and whichever other big-time offensive line prospects LSU is after, something that the last regime quite simply couldn't do. And what is tough about doing OOS recruiting or out-of-state recruiting is that those brands matter, right? It matters to get a kid to come from out-of-state to your university. They want to see results. They want to see first-round draft picks. We just haven't had it on the offensive line. And as I promised, I was going to give you a little bit of an extra nugget here at the end of the episode. What's even crazier is that while LSU's offensive line draft picks have actually been fine in terms of numbers, but poor in terms of quality, where LSU has really struggled is tight end, right? Now, tight ends aren't the absolute most important piece to your offense, not nearly as important as quarterback or running back, but a good tight end could be a quarterback's best friend. And Brian Kelly and Mike Dimbrock are a very tight end friendly, offensive minded duo. Okay? So, since 2010, Notre Dame has had eight tight ends drafted. During that same period, LSU has had two. Foster Moreau, a fourth-round pick, and Stephon Sullivan, a seventh-round pick. And Sullivan wasn't really a tight end. So, really, only one. And you can go even further. Since 2000, LSU's only had four tight ends selected. Isn't that wild? Huh? 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 Lots of very interesting nuggets in today's episode. Four. Four total tight ends since 2000. I told you I'd give you a little nugget there at the end. So, basically, Brian Kelly might be the perfect fit for LSU. And you hear that all the time. BK's not a fit. Well, we can get into the northern-southern thing, which is a bunch of bogus, you know what. But the truth is, there couldn't be a more perfect fit. Because when you think of offensive line developers, you think of Sam Pittman, you think of Alabama, you think of quite a few people, but you have to think about Brian Kelly. When you think about tight end developers, Brian Kelly has to be number one, right? So, truth be told, he actually is the strengths 
of where LSU has been the weakest, if you judge it by draft picks, it's still kind of crazy to me that Thaddeus Moss and Richard Dixon went undrafted. But still, even D'Angelo Peterson. Uh, still, though, BK's, you know, he puts out results at those two positions, and that's good for the future of LSU football. And you've already seen it in, in recruiting. This could be one of the best offensive line classes we've ever had. And, you know, we've mentioned this plenty of times on live streams, and, you know, it bears repeating that, yeah, there is a lot of good fortune that Louisiana has been producing better offensive linemen in these past couple of crops. But still, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see if more out-of-state guys come in. And we've already seen the tight end recruiting get a lot better under Brian Kelly with two really good tight end players already locked in for 2023 and 2024. So it's very, very interesting stuff. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let me know what you guys think. Lots to ponder when it comes to Cruton. And yeah, thank you so much for making PHL Podcast one of your go-to places for fun LSU content. It is Power Hour LSU, baby. Bye! And tonight... Oh yeah, baby, some sketty. Let's go!